0: Hello, I'm Pastor Isaac Hammond from Neely United Methodist Church at 1755 Thomas Deplet, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, 70802. And we're so blessed to be in the presence of God with you today. For God has a blessing for us that can help us along the way. There's so many things we have to be thankful for today. And there's a blessing with our name on it right now. All we have to do is just call on the name of Jesus and live according to his word. And sky is the limit. The word coming out of Matthew, the 25th chapter that can help us today. In Matthew 24 and 25, we find that Jesus has gone into Jerusalem for Palm Sunday. And now is the middle part of the week. They have stated that this must have been a Tuesday evening. And he sees the temple and all the things that are going on in his father's house that he's not happy with. And he journeys up to the Mount of Olives. This passage of scripture is known as the Olivet Discourse. Where Jesus takes his time. To talk to his disciples. Knowing that his death would be in a few more hours. You can learn a lot from a dying man. He knew that by the end of the week he would be put on the cross of Calvary. And his earthly ministry would no longer be. But he would be in the grave. For three days. So he's trying to explain to his disciples. Some secret things. Some intimate things to help them, because he would not be with them forever, walking in ministry. And so as he journeyed out of Jerusalem, he looked down and saw the beautiful temple. And his disciples began to tell him, see that door over there is for this, and this room is for that. And he began to explain what this beautiful building was all about and how gracious and glorious it was. But Jesus wasn't concerned with how beautiful the temple looked and the golden doors that were so great and large. He took a seat on the Mall of Olives and began to explain to his disciples what was to come. And they asked, explained to us what would be the time of the second coming of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And in Matthew, the 24th chapter, he explained the prophecy and explains um, the major parts of what would happen when Jesus would return, when he would come back and how it would be wars and rumors of wars and um, pestilence and sickness and trouble and the ground would um, refuse to give, bring forth its blessings and all these things were a sign for the second coming of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But when he gets to Matthew, the 25th chapter, he brings it home. And he gives a, a story about 10 virgins. He gave this story to let them know that they needed to be wise. Um, time was out for being foolish with your life and with your eternity. You need to put your mind on Christ and not straddle offense. Give up the things that you know God does not agree with in your life. And let your life be an example of the glory of God. Come home while you still had have a chance. And come home before winter. Because when the winter comes, the seasons of life begin to change. And uh, when the winter leaves, you have no second chance of coming back again. So he began to explain a story about five wise virgins... And five foolish. And in Matthew, the 25th chapter, he says, Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened to ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise, and five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And all at midnight there was a cry made, Behold the bridegroom cometh, go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps, and the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there be not enough oil for us. But go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. And they that were ready went in with him to the marriage. And the door was shut. Afterward came also the other virgins, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Jesus gave this story to let the disciples know that if you're going to be foolish, have a relationship with Jesus, but let it not mean nothing to you. But only the wise have a relationship with the Son of God. And know that he is their Lord and Savior. That he died for their sins. And they trust in him with their eternity. And they have faith in him. Those are the wise ones. See they were all ten waiting on the bridegroom. Tradition states that a wedding in the Old Testament time was Figured up by the parents. And the parents decided who their children would marry. They set up the wedding, set up the wedding feast. And they would make a contract with each other. Then the son would come back to his father's house and add on to his father's house and make another room for him and his new bride. And make a place for them to live in marriage. Then one night, when nobody knew the time, about midnight, the bridegroom would go to his future bride's house and knock on the door and take her back with him to his father's house. So she would have to be ready with oil and with a lamp and be ready to meet her bridegroom when he knocks at the door. And she would go outside and in the dog with a lamp, and they would journey to his father's house. And then the next day they would have a wedding feast where they would invite family, friends, and the whole city to come and celebrate this new occasion. That's how it is with the children of God. The Father God, Jehovah, has created a wedding between his son and the church. And 2,000 years ago, he agreed to the terms of the blood of his son. And the Old Testament tells us that the agreement has been stated and God has kept his bargain and kept his agreement that his son would have a bride called a church and they would live with him forever. So Jesus has gone now after he paid for the penalty of sin and paid for the wedding feast and signed a contract with his blood. He's going to prepare a place for us. And one night when we don't know, around midnight, there's going to be a knock at the door and the trumpet shall sound. And only those who are ready with their lamps filled with all. See that all is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is getting us ready for the great wedding feast in the sky. Oh, the lamp is your heart. It's your heart full of the Holy Spirit and full of grace that you receive from Jesus Christ. You have to be ready. Five were ready. Five weren't. Now, all ten were waiting. But they were tired and they slept and slumbered. So many people are waiting on Jesus' return. But some feel like he's taking so long, but he's just going to prepare a place for us to live in his father's house. That's why he told us, in my father's house, there are many mansions. If it was not so, I would have told you. But when he comes back, only those who are ready and have the Holy Spirit in them shall go out in the darkness and meet the bridegroom on that night and then we shall go into the glorious place and have a wedding feast like none other. That's why Jesus said when he gave the Lord's Supper, I no longer shall drink of the funeral vine with you until you get over into my Father's kingdom, and we shall eat and drink at the heavenly banquet. He said that on the night he gave the New Testament communion, the night before he was betrayed, I no longer shall drink it again with you from the fruit of the vine until we do it over in my father's kingdom. So there's going to be a wedding feast. Will you be ready? Only five had a true relationship with the bridegroom. The others looked like they were ready, act like they was ready. But when the bridegroom knocked at the door, they truly wasn't ready. And Jesus told them to go catch up with the ones who can give you some all. In other words, this story that Jesus is saying, he's saying, go talk to the preachers and go talk to the evangelists and apostles and teachers and let them teach you about grace because that's where you receive your all once you find out about the grace of Jesus Christ and tarry after the Holy Spirit. So Jesus says that in the Story, go to the ones who can maybe try to sell you some, or teach you something. But while they were gone, the bridegroom came. And only those who were ready were taken in the kingdom. And they cried out, those five who were foolish and they had no all. They said, Lord, Lord, open up for us. And he answered verily, I saying to you, I know you not. Watch therefore, for ye know neither the day nor the hour where the Son of Man shall come in. He shut the door. He did the same thing in the times of Noah. The Bible said the people in Noah day when the rain began to fall and the water began to rise, they knocked on the boat. Wanting to get in. But God said, Noah, come in. I've shut the door. God shut the door in Noah's time. And he shut the door in this passage of scripture. Where only the ones who were in were sealed with salvation. But those who were out were left by themselves. If the animals in the days of Noah had enough sense and willpower to come, get on the boat. What about us? We should take this opportunity to get on the boat while we have a chance. They came two by two and some of them came by seven. But don't let this opportunity pass you by without getting on the boat in relationship with God. I'm going to say a prayer right now. If you believe by faith, I want you to say this prayer along with me. If you repent of your sins, Join me in this prayer. Heavenly Father, forgive me. I repent of my sins. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Wash me. Cleanse me. Create in me a clean heart. And renew a right spirit within me. I believe you gave the Lord's Supper. The next day died on the cross of Calvary went to a borrowed tune for the weekend, but early that Sunday morning, gathered with all power in your hand, I believe. Now you sit at the right hand of God, the Father, interceding on my, my behalf, I believe. Let me be part of the Holy Family of God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen, amen, amen. We love you at Neely. we're praying for you. Remember, keep a smile on your face, but that smile may be blessing somebody along the way. Be blessed.